speaking of sticking stuff in your butt, <laughs> so you know the girl like uh, saw those suppositories that we bought in Colorado, and she was saying something when she was saying something about putting them in our vaginas on our periods or something, and I was like, our vaginas, they're suppositories. <laughs> Just it never occurred to me that suppository also means you can put it in your yeah, vagina. <laughs> those technically are vaginal suppositories. Yeah. I also, I need to get mine from you because I want to use it still. Oh, is it? Uh, the pack has... Two in them. Oh, okay. I just thought... I thought we both bought a pack or something. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. I just... every Whenever I hear the word suppository, I just think stick it up your butt. So I thought you're on your period and you stick the thing up your butt because it'll get in no, and make it feel... <laughs> not at all. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's funny. Suppositories are just weird in general. Like the fact... Like I was hanging out with a couple of friends... Uh, having a little like we haven't seen each other in a while let's all you know just chit chat it was really nice um but (laughs) it came up where like uh i don't know how suppositories came up but like one kid was like yeah i remember my mom pushing a suppository into my ass right and uh this other dude that was there was like yeah, me too. Like, I remember, like, my having to, like, take a suppository as a kid. It must have been a comment. And I'm like, it. but we were all just like, you know, like, what what the fuck is that? Where it's just like, with children, we just, for some reason, don't trust that they can swallow certain things. And yeah. so, like, we just shove stuff up their ass instead. And, like, it seems kind of fucked up, but also, like, maybe... A, Fodder a, for your fantasies. Yeah, and just, like, a <laughs> so really kind of formative moment, right? Yeah. Where you're like, if, if I hadn't had, like... You know, you're staring at your parents' face, maybe. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you're in the bathroom. You and you're on your left. But you see leg. that, and you're a child, so you naturally have a sense of love, and then you feel something go in your asshole, so you start to associate yeah. love with and that that's sensation. that's when you become gay. Um, <laughs> no, but it's but, like, even thermometers, like, I remember having my temperature checked via my ass as a kid, right? And it's I just like, don't. why the, f- like, what do you think? Like, can you not put that under my tongue? You know, like, Maybe, I can't even why remember. do you have to put it under my tongue after it's been in my yeah, asshole, yeah. mom? <laughs> Come on, mom. Um, yeah, well, you know, I do remember as a kid that swallowing pills, like the bigger pills, was really hard sometimes. So it could just be, you know, kids' buttholes are just bigger than their throats. I, I want to believe that in a weird way, but like, I don't think that's true. We're always so worried about kids swallowing Legos and shit. Like, you're yeah. telling me a kid can swallow a Lego, but they can't get a pill down their throat? Yeah, because there's also it a performance not, anxiety. Yeah. You might, on accident, it's easier to swallow a Lego than when you're, like, looking at this giant horse pill-sized whatever thing for the flu or whatever it was. And, I mean, and I would gag. Like, I have a strong gag reflex. I remember as a kid, like, I'm great at taking pills now, like, whatever. But as a, a little kid, it was really, really hard sometimes to take big pills. And I could see... Yeah, I, you could have stuck that up my butt. So either wild. that, or it was a hilarious doctor who was just like spreading this idea that you got to stick the stuff up your kid's butt. Someone he thinks it's just a joke between him and his friends. They take it seriously, they and then a hundred years farther. later, it's just like, oh, what did he do? Yeah, and all these people have weird mommy issues, and you know, who cares? It's fun, butt stuff, stuff. <laughs> This is the Gender Fluids Podcast. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old androgynous vagina person. And we're the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. 
If you want to get in contact with us or follow us, you can find us on Instagram at genderfluidspodcast. On Twitter, we're at genderfluidspod. Our email is genderfluidspod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon under genderfluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. I wanted to put a fun little addendum to our conversation from last week that you know, where we were talking about controversial stuff. And also then I started crying about my gender again. And then as soon as I went to pee after we recorded, I started my period and I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense. And then, um, yeah, then I started looking under your uh, cabinet for a tampon for about 45 seconds. So I was like, oh, two trans women. Fucking, yeah, these two trans women don't have tampons as you should. There was a pull up in there you could have used. A pull, yeah, there's, there's divers, <laughs> but no, <laughs> these trans women have divers, <laughs> but no tampons. That's all right. Uh, we'll pull up, you know. It's well, cuter. I mean, the period underwear that I wear is Essentially probably not that. as thick as a pull up, I assume, but yeah, yeah, I've had a lot of like non ABDL or DL friends like get turned on to like, hey, when you're on your period, just wear a pull up. It's way more comfortable and like you just throw them away. There's no like weird like washing it. And since the lining's white, you can like oh. still like see the color of like your discharge and like your blood coming out in case. So you can keep track of like if anything's like upright, like, I oh, mean, that's uh, that's not supposed to be that way. Anyhow, it's interesting, but that is against my environmental consciousness. Um, so just throwing things away. I do feel like, you know, it'll, it'll that's where push is going to come shove. If I ever do have a kid, am I really going to... Cloth diaper cloth the diapers? whole time? Yeah. Fuck that. I might, though. Cleaning shit out of a cloth diaper. I know, but it's so much... Terrible. It's you, so much less money. You can money. barely talk about poop I know, now. but it's different. It's your kid's poop. It's yeah, a it's little, worse. It's, it's nastier. There's no sexy, like, way to try to get into I it. I don't get sexy into my... Any, I don't get sexy stuff. into shit either, but, like, that seems to be the only way I would ever deal with shit is if there was, like, some vague avenue for me to make it sexy. Well, yeah, I don't know, but I do, like, yeah, because the period underwear, I don't mind washing them, and it's just great because the Diva Cup does, like, leak sometimes, whatever anyone, at least mine, whatever anyone else ever told me about the, the perfection of the Diva Cups. No, especially if you're doing yoga, some of these happy baby poses and stuff it's just like you know your vagina starts spitting stuff out so it's like i need the one two punch of the some kind of diaper and some kind of cup but maybe by the time i have a kid they'll create like a poop cup yeah if we can have diva cup if we can have front hole cups how can we have back hole cups i don't want any catch all the poop Catch all the poop, just take it out, dump it, rinse it. I'm going to fuck over the environment in small ways to (laughs) make my life more hygienic. And the less, like, you know, face to face contact I have to have with shit and bodily excrement, the better. Yeah, like I said, I don't know. I don't like for period stuff, I'm very happy to wash the the rags out. But yeah, when it comes to poop, I I don't know that I can actually live according to my principles. We'll see. That or one of my. Six wives will wash all the poop diapers. I saw this picture circulating back around that was going around. It was it went around a while back, like a year or two ago, but it's resurfaced recently. And it's a bunch of uh, people, naked people. I say a bunch. It's like, you know, a thing you slide through and each one's a different body, right? Mm-hmm. But it just says like, desexualize nudity on their bodies and like i 
I really, I had a problem with it the first time I saw it. And I, oh, desexualized. Yeah, I don't desexualized know I thought, nudity. I thought you said desexualized. And no. I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, Carve them up. <laughs> We're that very, is like an intersectionality it's a, it's a very thing. Or don't, don't, yeah, whatever. Okay. But, um, but I had a problem with it when I first saw it. It just seemed weird to me. Like, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I couldn't skew. Exa- I, I mean, I couldn't that. skew exactly what didn't set well with me. But I get. I mean, I get the idea behind it. The idea behind the campaign is that just because somebody is naked doesn't mean that we should like sexualize their body. We sexualize that, nudity. That like um, that like bodies are just bodies, and nudity is a natural state, and like there doesn't need to be uh, an intense degree of sexuality and objectification behind mm-hmm. it. I get that. But when I resaw it this time, I it clicked with me what I don't like about it is that it's trying to scrub away sexuality. Mm-hmm. And so I think instead of uh, desexualized nudity, I think we should recontextualize sexuality. Well, they I think they did they say I thought they said desexualized bodies. No, it's desexualized nudity. Oh, OK. So, yeah, I was going to say maybe desexualized nudity isn't bad, though. No, but that's but I don't but I think that's a bad I think it's kind of one of those like all right if we're starting with this project from the beginning mm-hmm. let's be clear I don't think we should desexualize nudity I think we should recontextualize sexuality within the culture sure. to where like you we need it's kind of how you know boobs are sexier when they're kind of hidden and it's the right. revealing that's like the best part in a lot of ways right it's super right. enticing and then you get to see him it's like oh the thing i'm not supposed to see sexuality is the same thing it's this thing that we've been told in our puritanical culture that we're supposed to avoid and have this very kind of like controlled relationship right. to it's like how we don't let kids people drinking kids still really drink until you're 21 yeah. it's like eh, the rest of the world is 18 16 it's like right. if you it's proven statistically if you start introducing alcohol to people when they're younger they have less of a chance yeah. of binging and developing Blackout a problem yeah. yeah i know so let's let's recontextualize our relationship with sexuality in the right. same way where it's okay for nudity to be sexual but it's how you express the fact that you're perceiving it as sexual that's the problem is how you engage with sexuality when presented with it. That's the problem. It's not that the thing is sexual. We shouldn't try. It's it's kind of like an odd stigmatization of sexuality. Right. right. It's like you shouldn't have to desexualize your nudity because other people can't handle the fact that nudity is inherently sexual. sexual. Right. Exactly. That's okay. Yeah. I think that's because I I have seen that before and I had that same kind of like, not like in this post because yeah, I'm like, I'm not so sure that we need to desexualize nudity. Exactly. You don't have to, like, you know, make it as big of a deal. Well, that's what I'm saying. Not, recontextualize yeah. it. We need to. Sexuality fits in such an odd place in, like, our cultural right. mind, right? That, like, we need to recontextualize, like, where it fits, how we see it, how we associate to it. Right. It needs It needs to be given a different context broadly within our everyday lives, Right. Right. That that would solve the problem of like nudity being hypersexualized and dealt with in like immature and aggressive and you know so molesty what would that look like? Because if, if you're, oh, well, we just need to go live in a nudist colony for a bit and see what it feels like. I mean, for me, I'm not gonna lie. Like going to Burns has helped me like mm, right. fucking recontextualize. <laughs> Sexuality. sexuality and like just public nudity in a different way like i've become so much more comfortable like with my body and just being naked just being able to walk around naked around other people right and have other people treat you like they you would if you're wearing anything else right mm-hmm. it's really a fucking like wild little flip to get switched in your head 
but and for me, for me, I I always believed in that being possible theoretically. It took me actually going and moving through it for me to be like, oh shit, like that can't go back now to like not seeing the world this way in a sense, right? And like, but when I saw that post that that came back up again, it's like because I I think oftentimes like we try and like if there's a problem, we try and just like root out the most obvious problem but the reality is is that like no we shouldn't stigmatize anything relating to sex or sexuality that i always think we need to like kind of like move or recontextualize things that relate to sex in general right right because we have such a like sex is still seen as a thing that's easily dismissed and gotten rid of right it's a it's a it's a thing that like we can either have or we can just put away you know it's a thing, easy thing to scapegoat. And I think that like, you know, associating sex with the problem, the solution more often than not is to remove the sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, most basically you hear that in like the, well, what was she wearing argument, right? Mm-hmm. So I think like the broader project needs to be always recontextualize the sex first within right. the problem, then see, and see if you can't solve it that way. And see yeah. and see if that problem even exists once you like recontextualize how you're thinking about sex within whatever issue you're presented with, right? Yeah. Also, that campaign just annoyed me because it's like that's just some fucking like somebody had a good idea and everybody jumped on board and yeah, uh, yeah that sounds good. Let's just right. desexualize nudity. It's like, right. did you Has stop to think, think about two this? seconds about like yeah? Even saying I know. I hate. I hate the phrase. Let's unpack that. But like, hey, let's unpack that just a yeah, little bit. No, let's you let's tease it. this out and like fucking like. Yeah, no, it's true. Like, <laughs> y'all should Im- unpack them the the idea, the thought before you make your cute little Instagram posts. And you know, because it's just gonna hashtag gender fluid, hashtag this or that, and then all the fucking queer enough of the queers are just gonna be like, yeah. Well, this well this has a virtue sig- signal stamp of approval yeah. on it, so I'm just gonna go ahead and co sign like that. Seems like the kind of thing that we would like. It's like okay, well, yeah, yeah. But well, there's so much work to be done, I think, in terms of you know recontextualizing sexuality, having open, honest conversations about sex for like the first time in like Western history for thousands of years or what. I mean, you know, um, we just we've just never really been that honest, and um, you know, we also are just starting to uh, study female bodies at all. You know, we still don't know if the G spot's real. Like, there's just we're at the tip of the iceberg i think when it comes to recontextualizing sexuality so you know two trans girls living together um i had we had the, we we had this moment the other night alexis and i did i was i i did have it because I, I guess i brought it up but like uh it just kind of happened naturally we're like we were we were all we were all alexis and i were like hanging out watching tv and like laying on the couch and she was just like man like my boobs just feel like way bigger like ever since i had like you know my orchiectomy like i feel like my boobs started growing again which is the thing that can happen right interesting and like, i was just by like chopping the balls off you can well it's because you don't have as much t- testosterone being produced so it even it, it has a greater effect on like the, the estrogen kind of becomes more uh, potent in yeah. a weird way but it also really does key into another level of fat distribution right yeah, okay, like there's sense. there's not as much competition but so she was like you know they feel bigger and i was like i've noticed that because but like, we walk around like just naked or like topless or whatever a lot mm-hmm. um there are very few clothes just like worn in our house like when people aren't around and so like 
I was like, I've noticed that I thought your boobs looked bigger, but like I wasn't certain or maybe it's just, you know, I've been seeing them for so long. Right. Yeah. But she was like, no, like feel them. I was like feeling them. And I was like, damn, like touching her titties. She's like, your boobs do feel way bigger. Are like, they like that kind of heavier too? Not just like bigger, but just kind of, kind of Yeah. They, well, they're, they, they're already pretty big. She has pretty big boobs, but they are big boobs now with the density of new boobs. So like she had like that, you know, with trans girls, at least in our experience, it's like you have that like new breast growth density where they're just like, they're just like really, like really, really firm and like mm-hmm. firm to the touch, right? Tender to the feel. And like as they grow, they get bigger and then eventually they kind of soften and drop a little bit as the tissue softens. Mm-hmm. So she, she had done that, but like now they've like gone back really? into like another stage of firmness without like shrinking at all right they're just like they're still as large but like we're more firm like oh yeah there's definitely you can feel that there's growth happening there's there. like a I don't, should we call this a second or third puberty for her who knows i mean the endless cycle of body up you know of body development um and change <laughs> but like so so this is happening and we're, i'm like touching her titties and i was like you know what i've like thought my boobs have gotten bigger too like i also like have noticed that like I finally have one boob bigger than the other. Like my uh-huh. left boob is now like a little bit bigger and more full than my right. And she was like, let me see. And so like I show her my boobs and we're like looking at them. She's like, can I touch them? I'm like, yeah, sure. So she's touching them and we're like, you know, feeling each other's tits and like talking about it. And then I get up to go like get a glass of wine. And I was just like, man, you know, it really is wild how life comes full circle sometimes because what we just did is for sure something I masturbated to the thought of at 13. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, like in 14, right? Like, I, you know, like, what do girls do when they're just, like, living together and hanging out? Like, I wonder <laughs> if they just touch each other's titties and talk about tit hey, size and, like, yeah. and, you know, that always seemed like such a fucking fantasy, but I always not only got off to it, but wanted to be part of it, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, like, without thinking about it, yeah. kind of, like, fulfilled my own intense sexual fantasy of, yeah. like, yeah, we're just sitting here touching the other's titties, talking about touching each, other, each other's titties. Like, this is literally a thing I've dreamed about yeah. for most of my life in a weird way, right? Yeah, like, no, I feel like as you get to kind of, like, your, well, just, you know, in, in, into your adulthood, you start finding that you're just manifesting childhood, like, dreams and fantasies all, and without thinking about it, without doing it on purpose, really. Even if you kind of had been working toward it in a million ways, you didn't really occur to you, and then all of a sudden like, these just scenes unfold where you're like, oh, interesting. Yeah. I guess that's, I guess I, yeah, one more <laughs> dream accomplished. Hmm. But it was wild. And it's, it's just kind of an interesting aspect of being trans at least like for me of being trans is like finding yourself literally living a fantasy Mm. Mm -hmm. like it's one of the reasons why like this whole this whole virus thing has scared me so far as the health thing goes but it's not really affected me too terribly much mentally Mm -hmm. because it's like i I already feel like I've achieved so much in life just by transitioning and living the life I do that it's like kind of hard for the world to seem like shit to me. Yeah. Right. It's like yeah. I'm already living my fantasy every day. Like I've, I've kind of achieved my dream. Right. Really. I've achieved more than I ever thought was possible right. so far as my life goes. So like any sort of adverse situation that I come up against, I'm like, yeah, I'll deal with, I'll deal with it. Yeah. It might not be yeah. fun. I'm not happy about this, but like, I'm not, fucked up over it because like look what i fucking look at what i fucking did it's almost like being ready to die in a way which you know it's part of like not being scared by the virus but there is a real sense of like 
oh God, like, of course, in the middle of your life, you know, just in the day to day, there's all these things you're worried about or that you care about or that you want to still achieve or do whatever. But if you really look around our lives, it's like, this is pretty awesome. Yeah. You know? And yeah, I mean, my big thing would be like that I do hope to have a kid. Um, And there's levels of like uh, career success that would be great to get to, but I'm happy. It is a fantasy. It's like, you know, like... And and especially, you know, I was a little gay Mormon kid where no one even talked about gender yet. And here I am, you know, living this life as a comedian, an androgynous comedian who's in love and gets, you know, like, yeah, it's a, it's like a fantasy. Yeah. When I think about like where I started and then like, he said, like, I don't want to die, but there is a certain degree of acceptance surrounding it. Because yeah, it's like, totally. If I like had to write out my life story now, the amount of shit that I've I've done, like, I've lived a lot. Like, mm-hmm. as soon as I got out of Bonham, you know, I feel like I've been making up for lost time up until very recently. Yeah, very recently, I feel like I've caught up on all the life experiences I wanted to have growing up in a lot of ways, or felt like I was missing out on, but probably wasn't yeah. right. But like. The amount of trips I've taken, the beautiful vistas and things I've seen, the people I've fucked and been fucked by, the drugs I've (laughs) done, the conversations I've had, the music I've got to listen to and see live, the art I've got to see, the shows I've got to do, the people I've got to meet, like... It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, uh, you know... The food I've got to eat. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's like, I think I've done enough... And lived a wonderful enough the life. Books I've got to read. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that like, it really hit me. And it's like, yeah, I, I'm not worried as much as I used to be about the okay. future yeah. because I think I am just kind of consistently living my own fantasy. Yeah. yeah. Like exactly. I think I've been successful enough in gaming the system, which let's be honest, was set up for me to be successful in a lot of ways. Yeah. But like, I, I've, I've, I've done a good enough job of like putting myself in a position to where I get to like live my life and do the things that I want to do. It's right. like, are there things about the world I want to change and is everything perfect? No, yeah. but just like that, that moment in particular really drove that home for me though, where it was like, we had this like moment with our boobs. I didn't even think about it and then got up and it was just like the, the, my whole life came into a full circle view yeah. real quick. Right. Like everything was kind of pretty clear. I was just like, Oh my God. Like, it's really this is fucking awesome. Good to practice some gratitude <laughs> sometimes, honestly, for like because it's not just us. You know, a lot of people have so much goodness and happiness in their lives, especially if you live in Austin. <laughs> you know, this is like it's a yeah. warm place to live. I I like get on Tinder and shit a lot and like and like different dating apps and I constantly forget like fuck, you guys live in the middle of fucking. They're like Queer people everywhere still, oh, yeah, right? Because you have the worldwide. You can. You're looking at different places in yeah the country. Yeah, the world. Can you look? Tinder's at- giving that away for free. Oh, I didn't. During the virus, you can like they let you like swipe in different cities and countries for free, just so you could talk to people. No, since you have Tinder, you can do it. Oh, okay. I guess but I'll like, um, it might be gone now. But oh. like, uh, it was around for months. But like, for me, it was just. Conversations. It's still wild to be like, oh yeah, like you, you live in a fucking piece of shit town in a fucking piece of shit state. That sucks. That fucking sucks so hard. Yeah. And, and like the, although I was listening, I've been going back and re-listening to a lot of Doug Stanhope because hmm. uh, Alexis has never heard him, so I, we've been like playing through yeah. all of his albums, right? And it's so nice for me to get. It's like getting to listen to him for the first time. Yeah. 
but we were listening to one of my least favorite ones, but it's really good. It's uh, before turning the gun on himself. It's it, it's funny, but it's not his best in my I opinion, should. right? But like, uh, there is this one joke. He's like, there are people who live in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> He's just like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing there? Fucking move. Yeah. He's like, you literally work in a town where they make cars. Yeah. <laughs> That's like working in a jail where you make this key to your own cell yeah. and you just never use it. And mm-hmm. it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, I know people tie a lot into the idea of moving, right? Like there's this, there's an incredible amount of like stress in it and there's a lot of financial stuff at stake, right? Yeah. You know, being able to find a job, like it's not easy, but it is one of those things where it's like, you know, as someone who came from a truly piece of shit town and a piece of shit situation that I don't, I wouldn't have survived if I'd stayed there another two years, probably, right? Like, there is like a thing to where it's like, if I, my family hadn't moved, I would have just had to get into a car and drive away. Yeah. Like, but, but the, but when I see queer people that have just decided not to do that, I'm just like, dude, like, what, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, fucking especially with the internet now fucking apply to a job at a goddamn mcdonald's in a city you don't live in seriously and then go sleep in your car for like a month and then you know fucking like find something on craigslist where there's places where you can get roommates on craigslist save up a little bit of money a few hundred dollars even and get to the next biggest town and it's like i know there's like safety issues with that right but it's like what you're fucking weighing risks i moved to to new york when i was 23 i didn't know anyone i'd never been there i didn't have a job that too so i'm just saying saying safety issues yeah just fucking do it but it's also like mentally like what detriment are you doing to yourself staying in this place for like the modicum of security that you think you have right You know, yeah, like I said, you could your life in where the place you are could be the fantasy you've always wanted, yeah, or or degrees of that fantasy, right? Yeah, and I don't know. I just felt very happy and fortunate to have achieved that, and it came into clear view recently. I mean, not that it hadn't been in clear view, but it was like that that moment because it was like it was one of those sexual fantasies that I had had but had forgotten about. Like Mm -hmm. I hadn't really tried to masturbate to what 15 year old girls were doing on sleepovers. You know, that's not a common thing in my like fantasies. Right. And so like to have that come back into like my mind, I was like, fuck, I've been having a lot of moments like that where I'm like rediscovering like things I used to think about. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I was so trans. (laughs) I was like, like the majority of like fantasies I had were about body swaps where I swapped bodies with a girl. Yeah. Right. And like, I just thought it's because I liked girls so much that I wanted to know what it was like to sure. <laughs> to be experience the things that they did. Yeah. <sighs> I don't mean I just spent a lot of time in both bodies, but <laughs> I think for me I just yeah, like the driving um like psychology of my growing up was definitely my sexuality more than my gender, you know. But then for also for for gay people like um, in my little micro generation, you know, like we graduated high school in 2004. So just for context, like one of the things that the gay kids talked about a lot, we didn't have any gender queer terms or anything, you know, but we did talk a lot about like why we were gay, like our theories about why we were gay. And we were just very matter of fact about like, oh yeah, obviously we have gender issues, you know? I mean, that was just kind of the way that we like talked about that, even though we would make fun of my mother. Cause when she was asking me one night, like after I was talking to my first girlfriend for hours on the phone, of course we were in a closeted relationship, but she was like, Oh, 
you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I, I kind of see you talking. I know you have these gender issues, blah, blah, blah. And my friends and I all made fun of her. She was just not wanting to say gay. But yeah. like we all took for granted that like gender and sexuality were all tangled up in each other. You know what I mean? It's kind of interesting because I feel like then we all just still have this kind of weird relationship to it of like, I don't know. Does this, any of this make any sense? I mean, <coughs> yes and no. So it does make sense in that like I also used to function from that position of like being gay and something going on with my gender or were inextricably tied together. Yeah. Once I graduated from high school, though, I didn't really think that anymore. Yeah. By the time I graduated from high school, I had, like, started reading and educating myself, right? And so I understood that there were kind of distinct concepts, right? Gender and sexuality aren't related, really, except in that they interact with each other, right? So they're not related in that one directly influences each other, but yeah, but like, but they're both so like fundamental parts of our like existence that they do interact a lot with each other. Right. Yeah. So like, I mean, that's still how I think about it. Right. It's like, you know, like the people I'm attracted to is distinct from the person I see myself as. Right. Mm -hmm. Like my, I view my, very much view my attractions outside of like my own conceptualization of like my gender except in very few circumstances right Mm -hmm. like sometimes like the people i'm attracted to is purely dependent upon like how i'm perceiving my gender it's mostly with men so like with men i have to see myself just as the most womany woman to like be with them but that's that's an insecure part of me with everybody else how people see me i really don't think about as much anymore I'm pretty down with just like fucking people and like knowing that the way they see me is the way I want to be seen because I think I've achieved a visual presentation that is close to what I I want. Right. So Mm -hmm. I know if they're attracted to me, they're attracted to a thing I'm putting out and it is, it is very much me outside of like a need to be like, you're into me as a woman. You're just with everybody else. It's just, you're into me. And with like, cis men it's like you're into me because i'm a woman like i have to have that because my Mm -hmm. like most triggery part of my brain is like feeling like a gay boy right yeah even though just a few weeks ago you were having this little i'm missing the community of gay boys and like being a gay boy but But none of the sexuality no i don't i don't miss like being fucked as a gay boy Mm-hmm. I miss the community part of it. I miss the public interaction part of it. I miss the aesthetic part of it. Mm-hmm. I don't miss getting, yeah, fucked as a boy or as a twink, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if I would have, I would have to deal with my gender a lot more closely if I did have sex with men. Because I think that is like that does seem to have a lot of kind of influence on people's feelings around their gender too. Is like Ooh, yeah that yeah, and so I mean, because I haven't, I like I have this whole relationship to that at a real arm's length. Well, so I mean, our entire conceptualization of sex and gender is constructed in a relationship to the idea of male heterosexuality. Right. That is what is taken as like the baseline given that we then see everything in reference to. Yeah. So by you not having to deal with that in any real sexual way, you've kind of circumvented like the base having to like directly sexually engage with like the baseline that we all judge ourselves. Which is what's so cool about gold stars. 
Well, I mean, you still judge yourself off a standard that um, is based sure. on that, right? And conceptualize yourself on a standard. There's just that's a very different that. relationship to it. Yeah. But I mean, even yeah, I don't people... know. I haven't read all the books you've read, you know. So I know I'm just kind of. Inter- I just want to put that out there for anyone like who you know hears us. I do not have a degree in philosophy or any kind of like focus in gender studies. Okay, like I have a degree in psychology. I took a few gender classes in college. I read all kinds of things, all kinds of books, all kinds of articles, but it's like pretty all over the place. So I am always operating from a place where I do not claim to have some kind of authority or to speak for anybody. You know what I mean? I do think I represent a lot of people out there because a lot of people like really like people are at all levels right now about this kind of stuff. I was just. Yeah, but you do speak with a particular type of authority when you talk. Oh, just like in my tone or the way I carry myself? Yes. I feel, it yeah, comes but off I feel as like, if you think you know exactly what the fuck you're talking about. All I know is that I read things and I'm trying to put all those things together and then like present them. And I might be at a place where you think we've already been or I might be at a place where I don't know all of the facts. I just have some of them. Uh, granted, but I still like, I feel like we need to be able to, to talk about these things. I don't think, and, I don't think we ever, I don't think there's such a thing as a place we've already been. Like that doesn't exist in my well, conceptualization of like, the world. No, you were saying like with JK Rowling or various people, like, like we've already put those questions to rest. That's so you're now like in the past about con- those conceptions or something. No, I'm just saying we've like answered those questions. Not that like you haven't, I'm assuming you haven't read them, but I'm saying like, it's not as if someone hasn't already had this discussion. It's not as if this discussion isn't accessible, well, right? Well, so we've already, I mean, I'm saying like, we've already answered these questions. That means that like people have already done this like thinking. You might not have been there, but like it's not as if it's not accessible. Well, well accessible I'm not saying is that difficult there's, I'm not saying that there's not like a reason to not talk about it because it's everyone, already been answered. Okay. But also, not everyone so knows what to Google. Dude, I mean, it's not hard to Google. Okay. But it is not hard to Google. You could Google basic feminist theory reading list and get tons of answers. You could okay. Google specifically what you're looking for. I could like, maybe. I don't know whether J.K. Rowling could, and I don't know about I everybody. I think anyone with Google and like half a brain cell, Well, the, the problem is people aren't good at articulating themselves and communicating. Yes, so yes. it's like- Sometimes it's too hard to even articulate to Google the thing you want. Um, but let me just, cause I was on a boat the other day with some people and there was, uh, among some older people, there was one nice young couple and, you know, this woman was very, uh, excited to talk about, um, gender and, uh, like everything that was going on. And she really was like clearly just trying to be the best good person that she could be about all of it um and was taking like seminars and has signed up for like this this um certification a trans woman is going to give her that was called i wish i could remember like gender i i can't remember something that struck me as like huh um but so she's clearly really trying and so she was like i just found out like last week and i got educated and i found out like you know like really like i finally get like the difference between sex and gender like now i finally get it i didn't really get it before and i was like oh wow um, so, so what is gender? And she said, it's a social construct. And I was like, okay, so that's where some people are at. And then like, I know where my mother's at. I know where lots, you know what I mean? And like a lot of us are just on totally different universes in terms of where, how people are using these words and like what, what concepts they're thinking in. So I just want to say like, yes, maybe the ivory tower has decided some things and y'all, but a lot of people are all over the map. 
I I would buy into that if a lot of the trans and queer people I talk to and see online aren't part of the ivory tower and have done the work to educate themselves outside but of that it. But that could be your bubble because I also see a lot of queer people who are saying all kinds of different stuff about I know, gender. but I'm just saying like if you're talking about the multiplicity of places people are in, I'm saying I see examples every day of people who haven't had the privilege of going to college who have a better education than I do. Okay. It's not impossible to do this. But not everyone wants to spend all of their time also. I'm fine like- with that, but here's the thing. It's like just because someone doesn't want to spend their time on it doesn't mean I'm not going to correct them or call bullshit when like they're saying something. Okay, so what I'm saying is maybe just have a little bit of patience and empathy with people. Yeah, that's not my fucking job. Okay. So you sent me this thing. You sent me an article a while back. I'd seen it, but like was excited about it, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, there was a trans woman that was elected to like public office mm. in like Virginia or something. It was West Virginia. West Virginia, worse. yeah. But it was like, we were like, yeah, like, look at this, like, fucking first openly, you know, there's only like, I think there's only like three people in the state. So, well, like, yeah, three people in the state. But I think there's like 26 trans people that hold open office. But like, that's from like small city positions, Mm -hmm. you know, so not like 26 fucking, you know, congressmen or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Or even state congressmen. Um, But I I was like, that's really exciting. But another thing that was sent back that I was excited (laughs) about was like. It makes me really happy to know that, like, you can get elected to office as a trans woman without having, like, a pretty face. <laughs> which is fu- which is fucked up. I was making a fucked up joke. That but, is fucked up. But here's the thing is, like, she doesn't have a stereotypically, like, ooh, that's a beautiful face. Like, she has the face that I associate with, like, a trans woman, yeah, right? And so. to me, that's that was amazing, right? Because it's, like, I always thought, like, you know, like... In, in thinking about my own transition and thinking about people running for office, I've always thought like, yeah, it's like going to help you so much. Like if you can like pass more or if you're like, there are less things that are visibly just like mannish about you. Mm-hmm. Right. That like those purple people, those conservatives that might vote for you in those areas will be less like put off by you and your transness. If you don't seem like have those like, telltale manny kind of characteristics or like facial features or whatever and like here's the thing she is beautiful right i'm not saying that she's Uh not beautiful but like when i saw her face it's like yeah i just know that as a trans face but it genuinely made me happy she got elected with that face because i'm like fuck yeah like that to me that is like a real sign of like progress right and it's a real what's a real sign of progress to me like the fact like i you know i still am in bonham in a lot of ways in my head where it's just like Mm -hmm. there's no way people like us are genuinely going to take power through legitimate means right like i think it's a bigger uphill battle (laughs) than we means yeah (laughs) (laughs) right we are armed some of us have different definitions of seizing power (laughs) but um but like it made me happy. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" So like some trans ass trans people like are getting some of the trans ass trans ones. Which just in. like, <laughs> I it made me happy that she looked trans and got elected. I just have a different right? opinion. I just because when you when you like said that to me, I was struck that you said that. I had not thought of her as like, Ugh, or or just like, or well, not, that's what I'm saying. It's not, not even thing or just to like me. not passing or whatever. I thought, hey, you know. 
she has kind of like a um like a lesbian jawline prettiness. She's got the smile down just right and the I don't you know, like it's a really good picture. Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe you want to zoom in to be like, is she not pretty? I don't know. No, she's, I think she is pretty. I'm like, but I said, eyebrows not, I said not having a pretty face because I was talking to you in Instagram text and <laughs> making a joke. But it's just I, funny I figured I would explain your, it later. <laughs> your, I know, it's just like your joke was, I mean, I if, if I had found her to be less cute, I would have laughed harder. But I was like, oh, I thought, you know. I mean, maybe what it is is like, you know, there's this thing. Uh, I remember in this book I read uh, by Imogen Benny. I think's her name. Uh, it's called. I think the book's called Nebraska or some shit like that. I forget. I really loved it. I can't believe I can't think of it while I'm high. That's why. Hmm. But um, in it, there's this thing that's explained about how when you're trans and closeted, uh, you know, and, and even when you're gay and closeted, for me, like in a small town, you're constantly looking at other people for signs that they are like you. Mm-hmm. And so in a way you do kind of develop this odd mm. s- sense, like even though it's based on stereotype and intuition, like, but this odd sense of just like being Gator, able to like, trans star. yeah, like, oh, uh, you're okay. You're like me. Right. Yeah. But it, it also goes on. This girl goes on to talk about like, yeah, but that also means that we see things that other people just aren't seeing. Yeah. Right. And so maybe it, when I see her, I just cla- see classic like trans woman look. Right. Because yeah. I'm like, I've seen so many trans women. I've sought after so many images right. of trans women. Right. And she does that, look like, like a trans woman. And then once you said it, it was like, oh, yeah, for sure. But before you had, I was just like, but hey. that's what I'm saying is that's I think that's yeah. a good thing. I think that's a sign that yeah. that's probably what most people's reaction was. Yeah. I just, you know, negative Nancy was like, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to happen for us like that, y'all. Like, we got to get some pretty trans people in here. Do you have a fetish? Yeah. um, A friend of mine was just telling me that her friend has a TikTok or something where she... uh, she films herself shaving her legs in the bath water and then um, she sends that bath water to men who then drink the leg hair shaving water and they pay extra if they can FaceTime her while they do it. Okay, so th- uh, you're just now hearing about this shit? <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting. This shit, well, okay, so there's this is taking different forms. The most famous thing was that like there's some like video game streamer girl who... Or just some stream girl, cam girl, maybe I don't know, um, who uh, would send people her bath water, and like it's not that you can't say that you're supposed to drink it because that's technically like illegal, I think, or something. Like no, it makes them in danger. But then yeah. th- this dude drank it and got sick. I don't know if he died or not. <laughs> Did he but also like, have like soap and stuff in the water? I don't think so. She- some people are just like bathing in clear water and sending it to people. Yeah. But people, yeah, that's a huge fetish. Oh. Not huge, but it's like it it, it blew up in popularity because leg of hair, that. Water fetish. Well, that's the thing is like the shaving with the leg hair in it, and that I that oh, I hadn't heard of. You just heard like the bathwater thing. Yeah, that, yeah, no, it's the leg hair part that's really getting me. Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, you can have some real long like pubes and leg hair that you just get. Bleh. Remember that That's lady who would... You need on, certain scented, like, sham, or shave gel. Oh, like, yeah. I, I need you to do the lavender. 
<laughs> well, oh yeah, you could request that for sure. Um, but like that chick on intervention or whatever who was drinking or my strange addiction where they she was eating the the clumps of hair from the drain. <sighs> Same thing, really, you know. You know, the she's just an auto poop jokes like, make hair. you gag, but that thought of that makes it's, me gag. I've already gagged a few times. I'm inoculated <laughs> a bit, but um yeah, it's it's like uh she's self she's an auto uh you know hair drinker versus yeah. other people want but, someone else's I mean I that doesn't surprise me I knew it grew in popularity after that kind yeah. of because that broke kind of like national news more or less I mean right? if you're going to drink someone else's leg hair water or just general bath water you would want to do it w- while facetiming them too like obviously that would be better uh you want to just do it in private just <laughs> yeah it's I like mean, watch when, me drink when, I, when i'm thinking about it it's not it's more about like a connection through separation i don't mm-hmm. really i don't really want them to, to see me do oh, that I see, yeah. right there isn't an intrigue to separation yeah I it's like it's, i'm i'm getting a piece of them without them there yeah and like yeah, you know interesting in my head's like their pussy juice is all mixed in with the water, yeah. hopefully. Oh, and God, like, but just not like hair and noodles. It's like noodles in your <laughs> bath water, <laughs> having the hair <laughs> or rice in this case. It's like short leg hair trimmings. It's like having rice in your pussy oh, juice water. And yeah, like, I mean, that's just like long. the <laughs> leg hair inclusion's weird because it's like, dude, how oh, scratchy going to, ah, I don't like what's it. Also, it's also like that means the water's going to taste like shit because like oh. there's, there's shaving cream in it. There's some, that's unless you're, saying, yeah, unless, unless you're natural. just like straight up. Well, I guess a lot of like people like can shave their legs without shaving cream. Like kind I realized of, a lot of people, I've like, I've dated several people who do that, legs. right? Yeah, well, if you soak them for a while too and you're taking a bath here. No, so. I mean, these, these people just like had like, didn't have thick coarse hair and so they just, just never need it and they could just like it was just like the skin I don't know who knows. I mean never no irritation smooth as fuck skin and then they would have to shave for like another like two and a half three weeks but it then was there's wild. also people who like um, there's probably also products that are like very natural soaps that probably wouldn't be that bad yeah or you shave with like coconut oil coconut oil yeah it's just stuff like that Hmm, tasty gourmet bath water. Do you think ideas. she's ever had a problem where like she shaved, but like the hair disperses too quickly, so she's got to kind of like get get, get a spoon and like for sure a ladle of the good stuff. Like oh, there's not a there's not a high enough hair density in yeah. this bottle. Gotta concentrate. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Ugh, uh, I mean, the bath water thing in general. No. It, it doesn't make Sickening. sense to me. There's too no, much dirtiness. I'm just like, yeah, like if you had like a because here's the thing, it's not know. even your body being dirty. It's that fucking tub that it's, it's a tub, in. Yeah. I don't believe that you've cleaned that tub out. You're telling no, me you've exactly. never like been taking a bath or you know pissed in the shower, or, like fart and a little bit of shit came out yeah. in it, and then you didn't wash the shower for a few weeks, and yeah. like now you're no, 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 sending no, me yeah, that exactly. bath water. It's, it's all about the bath bathtub and or any kind of like shampoos and stuff. But okay, because if someone is like taking a shower with you, um, especially like it's imagine you're outside in a nice spring water shower somewhere, and you hold a cup up to their body obviously i'll drink all the water in the world off of their mm-hmm. body it's just the tub it's the tub most tubs i mean even like it's if, not even if, your if body. you have a maid who knows what she's doing or they're doing yeah. um then i'll I, even then i just i'd have to be there to see just how clean how it is how clean is it gonna be uh, yeah i can't i just can't oh. something about a tub mm. you know there's 
I'll, it's just also it's in your bathroom, so you know there's shit yeah, particles there's all shit over flying it. Flying everywhere all the time in those places. You got an animal. Like, what if your aunt, like I like our cats will like go okay. and like get in the shower and just like hang out in like the tub. It's it, just like okay. now that now there's like cat paw shit all in there, right? It's you a, know, on a microbial yeah, level. Yeah, no, for sure. But what if you're in a, like a, a stone bath in a in a, like an open room that's not a restroom at all? You know, like in some castle or something in the cave system or whatever. You're in some kind of stone bath. That's like naturally spring water fed and then like runs down. Yeah, I'm just oh, so you drink all that water. Yeah. So that's the point. It's just your fucking dirty tubs, everyone. We'll drink water off your bodies all day long. Oh, the hair. I wonder if there's other people who are like, I need you to take shit in the bath. Oh. <laughs> Send me your shit water. Oh. <laughs> I want to drink it. No, but Pete, you know, for sure. Pete. Oh, Pete. There might yeah. be, there's probably a few poop, poop people, but there's definitely people who are like, I need you to take a mid level to- shark yeah. <laughs> shower <laughs> in the bath. Oh, God. Or how many, like, how many or, women or are just somebody- like scooping pee into various like bath? You have a system <laughs> where you have like pints set up of your bath You're water. Just, like, dr- doing and drops then you pee. of piss in each one. Yeah, everyone gets a little pee. You have like it down. I think the real market, though, is going to be uh, post water birth water. Yeah. Like, let me you drink go. your afterbirth. Ugh, let me yeah. drink all that bloody goodness. Oh, yeah. Can you sell your placentas yet? Because I know people are eating them, but like, I don't can know. we sell them on Craigslist? I'm sure there's some like crunchy <laughs> uh, placenta underground sell mine railroad, on Craigslist, right? With so. a bunch of hippies. Is that selling. illegal? It's probably. If can can you donate to me for my plasma for my placenta? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at Fallout Theater here in Austin. Did you know you could donate whatever you want for a beer? Well, not even at Cold Town, I guess. You can donate what you ever want for a beer or a placenta. <laughs> Just Wait, ask them. What, is Fallout done? No, I just meant because now they sell alcohol on. Oh yeah, either, yeah, yeah you either yeah, bring yeah. it's either BYOB or they're selling it. Oh. But Cold Town still does the BYOB. Donation, yeah. Well, the donation thing. Yeah. On those. Um, <laughs> I was I like the idea of like some like really rich person, or maybe it's a Make a Wish Foundation. It's a child who has an overactive imagination or just perfectly active imagination. I knew this was their thing, but like wanting like that like uh, water birth you know water but mm-hmm. they want it straight from the source like drinking straight from a spring water so you like pay to like have a snorkel on and your head underwater right by like the vaginal opening so like as soon as that like spurt of like blood and shit comes out right <laughs> you're, you're, just, you're, right you're just right there like <laughs> suck it up you know you suck it up swallow put your snorkel back in <sighs> Take a couple breaths, open it back up, get another good huff in there. I bet you got two to three huffs before the baby comes, uh, right? Yeah, I don't, you might. don't even know. But um, yeah, how much would you charge? For, I don't know. For I do have do a, I have a friend who's a doula, and I'm going to ask her if she would think about offering that as part of her services. Like, mm-hmm. hey, man, if you had a really cool client yeah. and you wanted to make an, a, a clean 20K she, on the side. Right. Well, yeah, I you got to play the client most of that money. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Um, there probably are definitely people who would be into that, though, for sure. For sure. I mean, people are just into drinking weird fluids in general. So, like, putting it in some sort of bath situation makes sense. Or just to be close to the act of birth, childbirth. I'm sure there's some people who would just want their vagina, or like, or their face right up in the vagina of a, like, I want the, I want to head with the baby as it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? There's definitely people who would be interested in that. Mm. Well, maybe I'll start selling bath water. 
DM me if you want to buy my bathwater. Yeah, absolutely. Taking custom orders. Yeah, whatever kind of hair you want. I'll shit in the bathtub (laughs) for you. I don't care. I will do whatever you want. You want me to throw up on myself in the bath and send it to you? Down. Yeah, well, it's custom custom fluids. Custom fluids. Custom fluids (laughs) from gender fluids. We finally sell fluids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we do for sure. If you want any of our fluids, do just let us know. We are, we are happy to sell any combination of fluids to you guys. And we can find, you know, if you want you some of my, Ava's shit and some of my period clumps, you know, custom orders. We'll just you come to our house and it's <laughs> just like a fucking like 15th century or 14th century like alchemist house. We were just like weird things bubbling and us mixing Whisks fluids together. Of, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And if, in case that's illegal, you could donate to us for our fluids. It could be a Patreon level. Can we put piss and stuff on no. Patreon? Still no. You I know can't we can't sell, sell our piss. rights to our fuck our dead bodies, but you sure you can't sell piss? I'm pretty sure. Have you checked? This is America. <laughs> we'll find out next week. <laughs> okay, yeah. Check out our our uh, Patreon to see whether if 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 there's piss if there's not piss up there, it's because it's illegal. <laughs> 